0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Michigan voters are motivated to vote this November. A WDIV in Detroit News poll shows many of them are motivated to vote because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Glenn Gareth Group founder Richard Shuba says incumbent Governor Gretchen Whitmer is leading all of our Republican challengers. They are Ryan Kelly, Tudor Dixon, Kevin Rinke, Garrett Soldano, and Ralph Rebrand. The real challenge here for the Republicans is they are just not well known, even amongst Republican voters yet. And here we have Republican voters with ballots in their hands already, and they're not sure who their candidates are. <laughs> The poll also shows incumbent Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel leading her Republican challenger, Matt DePerno, and it shows Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson leading Republican Christina Caramo. A longtime Benton Harbor gun store is set to close its doors after 16 years. Owner Ray Daugherty announced this week that point-blank shooting range will likely shut down sometime next week with a building and land auction set for July 25th. COVID kind of hurt us, too, at the beginning, so I've just been kind of prolonging this time. And ammo's high, so you know, got a lot of less shooting people. So I said it's a good time to well, let's just have a liquidation, sell and sell it. Doughty said the store will have some uh, great deals on firearms, and the shooting range will remain open until they officially close. Concealed pistol license classes will also be available through the closing date legislation sponsored by Congressman Fred Upton was ex- is expected to be approved by the u s. House tonight. It tells he tells us it's intended to help protect people in active shooter situations. This is a bill that would encourage states supported by all of our law enforcement to have an amber alert system when you have an active shooter so that you can protect innocent victims. Under the Active Shooter Alert Act, states and local police agencies could create systems similar to amber alerts to warn people via their phones when an active shooter is known. Upton spoke on the House floor about the bill today. Can't we take a small, bipartisan, common-sense measure to save a life or two? Yes, I believe in thoughts and prayers, I do. I also believe in taking constructive steps to protect our communities. The legislation will provide the resources for active shooter alert systems to police nationwide. Upton pointed to the mass shooting in Kalamazoo in 2016, in which six people were killed. He says if they could have been notified about what was going on, perhaps some of them would still be alive. Michigan's first Children's Rehabilitation Hospital will be built in Grand Rapids on Wealthy Street across from Mary Freebed Rehabilitation Hospital. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says the state's budget for the next fiscal year includes ten million dollars for part of this project. Every one of us knows someone who is going to benefit from this investment in Mary Freebed and every single one of us should always remember to see the humanity in one another. The facility is being built through a partnership between Mary Freebed and Spectrum Health Helen DeVos Children's Hospital Construction is expected to start in the spring. It'll be just the ninth freestanding children's rehabilitation hospital in the nation and just a third located between the coasts. The St. Joseph Township Planning Commission has approved a special use permit for an outdoor sports complex proposed by the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation on 40 acres of property at Maiden Lane and Hollywood Road. The foundation's Nicole Schmidt told commissioners last night that Hanson Properties is providing the land which is currently used for farming. They have big plans for the sports complex. We have football fields, softball, baseball, a playground, splash pad, indoor batting cages, a walking trail around the property with fitness stations, obviously parking, concession stands, pavilions, locker rooms, and a medical room. Schmidt says the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation's raised close to a million dollars, and once all the plans are approved, it'll raise the other roughly four million needed. The land is zoned as industrial, and township planners noted Tuesday a sports complex would be a better addition to the area than a factory. Schmidt said there's not enough space available for local sports programs for them to grow. Now that the Planning Commission has approved the permit, it has to go to the St. Joe Township Board of Trustees. That could happen next month. It'll take a few years to develop the complex. There's a petition being circulated that asks the Michigan Department of Transportation to build a noise abatement wall along the south side of I-94, near the Pinebrook neighborhood Maiden Lane Park and Eaton Park. MDOT is rebuilding I-94 between Stevensville and Benton Harbor next year, and as part of the planning, it did a noise study that determined where those walls would be built. MDOT's Nick Sharipa tells us there will be a noise wall on the north side of I-94 in that area, but the south side did not meet the federal formula requiring them. We certainly understand how personal of an issue this is for folks. There's nothing easy about this conversation to have with residents when we're talking about their livelihoods, right? The quality of life and the impacts that interstate and the noise associated with interstate can have on their daily lives. Sharipa says the federal formula MDOT must follow looks at the number of affected residents versus the cost of building the wall. There aren't enough affected households to meet the required standards. He says the agency is between a rock and a hard place on this. The petition says having a wall on the north side of the highway in that area will cause the noise levels to the south to be worse. We'll have a link to the petition at our website. The annual Police National Night Out event in St. Joseph will be held August 2nd at Maiden Lane Community Park. National Night Out, now in its 39th year, is a chance for the public to get to know their police agencies and officers as officers gather in the park and chat with residents. The August 2nd event in St. Joseph Township will include St. Joe Township, St. Joe City, and Lincoln Township Police and Fire Agencies. Programs will include a Jaws of Life demonstration, a med-flight landing, police and fire vehicles, and local emergency response equipment. They'll also serve up hot dogs, chips, pop, and ice cream. The National Night Out will run from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. August 2nd. Everyone's invited to turn on their porch lights, lock their doors, and take the whole family over to Maiden Lane Community Park to meet their local first responders. And a West Michigan woman, who's a native of Ukraine, is one of the organizers of a fundraiser for Ukraine in Grand Haven that's taking place tonight. Anna Kovalenko has lived in the U.S. since 2013, but still has family in Ukraine while the war with Russia rages on. We are a strong nation, and we have a lot of allies, and we are really grateful for all the help that we're getting from you know, all the countries in the world who help us and uh, from the Ukrainian diaspora all over the world. So I have no doubt that Ukraine will win, will win this war and, and become a free country uh, without any, you know, bullies around us. Kovalenko's father is in the military in Ukraine. The fundraiser called the Art and Food of Ukraine charity fundraiser seeks to raise funds for humanitarian aid in Ukraine. In particular, they're looking for medical supplies and ambulances. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. The Consumer Price Index, the report that measures inflation in the U.S. economy, shows prices for everything from housing to food continue to rise. Prices are 9.1% higher in June compared to a year ago. That's worse than expectations, and the largest yearly increase since November of 1981. ABC's Karen Travers has the latest from President Biden. President Biden says today's inflation number is, quote, unacceptably high, but also pushes back, saying it's, quote, out of date. The Consumer Price Index shows prices in June were 9.1 percent higher compared to a year ago, a new four-decade high. But the president says that data does not reflect the full impact of nearly 30 days of decreases in gas prices that have brought prices down at the pump by about 40 cents since mid-June. Still, the president says inflation is the, quote, most pressing economic challenge and tackling it is his top priority. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Stocks wavered in shaky trading on Wall Street after the highly anticipated report on inflation turned out to be even worse than expected. The S&P 500 was down 0.2 percent after tumbling as much as 1.6 percent earlier and the Nasdaq slipped less than 0.1 percent to erase nearly all of an early, early loss of 2.1 percent. Stocks took a few U-turns throughout the day as has become the norm on Wall Street this year. On Capitol Hill today, the House Committee on Oversight and Reform held a hearing focused on the effects of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade and the future of abortion rights in the U.S. That comes as the House is set to vote on two abortion rights bills this week. Morph maybe sees Justin Finch. House Oversight Committee members Carolyn Maloney and James Comer disagreeing on the high court's opinion on the Dobbs v. Mississippi case that led to their overturning Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court has bulldozed straight through our rights with this extreme dangerous and undemocratic decision to be clear the dobbs decision did not outlaw abortion instead it returned the issue to the states. justin finch abc news washington president biden has opened a Mideast east visit by offering anxious israeli leaders strong reassurances of his determination to stop iran's nuclear program Biden said he'd be willing to use force as a last resort. The president's comments came in an interview aired Wednesday with Israel's Channel 12 as Biden opened a four-day visit to the region. The U.S. and Israel are expected to unveil a joint declaration tomorrow, cementing their close military ties and strengthening past calls to take military action against Iran's growing nuclear program. Israel has said both countries would commit to using all elements of their national power against the Iranian nuclear threat. New data shows COVID cases are again rising around the U.S. under a new subvariant. variant More from ABC's Alex Stone. Around the country, doctors are warning we are in a new surge, even though many Americans don't seem to really care. The BA5 variant is highly transmissible, can reinfect people who are vaccinated and who just had COVID a few weeks ago, is more likely to show up negative on at-home rapid tests, and early data indicates it might have more painful symptoms. New government data shows daily infection rates in the U.S. are at their highest point since february now about 118,000 new covid cases every day and that's likely underreported as people now don't test or they test at home and don't report their results alex stone ebc news people who believe their descendants of tulsa race massacre victims can now provide genetic material to help scientists identify remains of possible victims laboratory director danny Hellwig from intermountain forensics said wednesday researchers are not likely to try to match dna but an outpouring of requests on how to provide genetic material led them to begin the process of accepting donations at tulsa1921dna.org. The Salt Lake City Nonprofit Foundation is examining 14 sets of remains removed from a local cemetery a year ago. And then there were six, six candidates vying now to be the prime minister of Great Britain, more from ABC's Tom Rivers. Reading out the results in a crowded meeting room in the House of Commons, the chairman of the committee overseeing the contest, Graham Brady. Under the rules that we agreed for this ballot, two candidates will be eliminated, Jeremy Hunt and Nadim Zahawi. Uh, The others are all able to go forward to the second ballot. We'll keep seeing others eliminated in coming rounds until two candidates are left which point, they'll face a runoff vote by about 180,000 Conservative Party members across the country. Tom Rivers, ABC News, London. A judge has rejected a request from actress Amber Heard to set aside the $10 million judgment awarded against her in favor of her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. Depp won a defamation suit against Heard last month in a high-profile civil trial. Earlier this month, Heard filed a motion seeking to have Depp's verdict set aside or have a mistrial declared. Her lawyers cited multiple factors, including... An apparent case of mistaken identity with one of the jurors. In a written order today, the judge rejected all of Heard's claims and said the juror issue specifically was irrelevant. And there's a major box office milestone for the Top Gun sequel, more from ABC's Jason Nathanson. I'm the king. Not anymore, Leonardo DiCaprio. Top Gun Maverick just beat out Titanic as Paramount's highest-grossing movie of all time in North America. Everyone here is the best there is. As of Tuesday evening, Top Gun Maverick has earned just shy of $602 million in the U.S. and Canada, inching past Titanic's $600.7 unadjusted for inflation. Maverick is now the 12th highest-grossing film of all time in North America, but it'll have to turn on its jets if it wants to beat Titanic's worldwide gross. Which sits at just over two billion, compared to Maverick's 1.2 billion. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.